Hey, what's going on guys? Jason Frosto for TennisUnleashed.net and welcome to this episode of The Breaking Point. We're going to break down the 2023 US Open men's final between Novak Djokovic and Daniil Medvedev. I'm going to give you a preview from A to Z. If you want to find out who I think is going to win this match, stay tuned. Coming up next. All right, so just a little context coming into this match. Djokovic, currently ranked number two in the world, will take the number one in the world ranking after the 2023 US Open ends. And Daniil Medvedev, currently ranked number three in the world. Back in 2021, these guys met in the 2021 US Open final where Medvedev prevented Djokovic from winning all four slams in one year and beat him 6-4, 6-4, 6-4 in that final. Djokovic had won the Australian Open, the French Open and Wimbledon leading to that. He was literally going to make history as the first man to win the calendar year slam in a very, very long time. I can't remember the last time it was won. I believe it was the 1960s, right? might have been Rod Laver. But he would have been the first male player to win the calendar year slam in a very, very long time. Medvedev was able to disrupt that back in 2021 and prevent a little bit of history there, right? So they're meeting again now in 2023 in this rematch and in this final, and we'll break down exactly who I think is going to win and who's going to lose and both players' possible paths to victory. All right, so let's just take a quick look at how both guys got to this point, right? Round one, Djokovic beat Alexander Muller in three very comfortable sets, pretty much played lockdown tennis and had Muller at his mercy in that match. Muller was grateful to even win a single game. In round two, Djokovic straight-setted Zapata Morales. I believe the score in that one was 4-1-1. One one. That match, again, not competitive. These players just really can't hang with the GOAT at this point. No offense to these guys, but Djokovic's tennis has been at an insane level the last two to three seasons. In round three, he got tested a little bit more. Against his fellow countryman, Laszlo Gera, the 32 seed, Djokovic dropped the first two sets in that match and then came back to win the next three sets pretty convincingly and really tested Gera's fitness. Gera got very exhausted and tired in that match, and he was winning extended points and long rallies in the first two sets and was unable to continue to do that for the rest of the match. In round four, Djokovic came up against the qualifier, Borna Goyo, a very big server who played college tennis at Wake Forest University, has been out there on the Challenger Tour for the most part in his career, but came through to the US Open in the fourth round, and Djokovic handled that big server pretty consistently and easily there, 6-2-7-5-6-4. The next matchup was one that a lot of people were anticipating. Tennis Channel covered this and thought maybe, hey, Fritz has a chance to beat Djokovic in this match. I thought it was going to be a lot tighter, but it wasn't as tight as I thought it would be. Djokovic handles and dismantles Fritz in this quarterfinal match, 6-1, 6-4, 6-4. Fritz in the press conference afterward basically said, I don't feel like I played bad tennis. Novak just made me look bad out there, right? And that's a compliment to Djokovic's game and what he's able to do. And then we just had the big semifinal showdown with big serving Ben Shelton, right? Who's a heck of an athlete, six foot four, Titanic lefty serve. And Djokovic shut Shelton down pretty handily and pretty easily, 6-3, Shelton tried to overpower Djokovic in the first two sets. It simply didn't work. Djokovic essentially can go into this brick wall mode where he's giving you absolutely nothing off the ground. And he did that against Shelton. He won a very high percentage of return of serve points and made Shelton play a lot of points. Ben finally got a little bit more consistent and was able to grind a little bit more and play longer points and wait to pull the trigger in the third set. 
But in the first two sets, too impatient, Djokovic just sat back and did what he needed to do, took care of business, and let Shelton beat himself. If we look at Daniil Medvedev's path to the final, right? First round, simple matchup form, cruised easily, one, one and oh against Attila Balaj, really no challenge in this match. If we look at round two, he comes up against Christopher O'Connell, who was playing very good tennis, the Australian with one-headed backhand. Medvedev wins this match 6-2, 6-2, drops a tiebreaker in the third, 6-7, and then wins the fourth set 6-2. So pretty comfortable, a couple breaks in each set, the first, second, and fourth. Cruises past O'Connell, minus the hiccup in the third. In the third round, he comes up against Sebastian Baez, who had come off his win in Winston-Salem and was playing very well, but Medvedev dismantles him here very handily, 6-2-6-2-7-6. Then we get to the fourth round match, right, against the demon, Alex Demonauer, who's had a very solid summer hardcourt season. Medvedev drops the first set, 2-6, comes back 6-4, 6-1, and 6-2, and Demonauer was quoted as saying that Medvedev took his legs from him in that match, which is a heck of a compliment because the Demon is a very good counterpuncher and very good from the back of the court. Then we move on to brutal conditions where Medvedev played his countryman, Andre Rublev, sweeps him pretty handily, 6-4, 6-3, They had a ton of points in that match that were nine plus shots, and Medvedev simply outlasted Rublev in these situations, outmaneuvered him, used his backhand very well, and the heat took a major toll. Medvedev was essentially quoted as saying during this match that the heat conditions were so extreme that it was going to take somebody to die out there for anybody to do something about playing in 94 degree heat. And then a highly anticipated semifinal came up between Carlos Alcaraz, right? and Daniil Medvedev. Alcaraz was the heavy favorite in this match. IBM's computer system, Watson, had the win ratio for Alcaraz here at 81% likelihood to win, and Medvedev at just 19%. Medvedev was able to turn around this match due primarily, I think, to the roof being closed, right? The roof was closed for both semifinal matches, Djokovic's semifinal match, and also Medvedev's, and this helped Medvedev serve tremendously. He was able to get a lot of free points on his serve. He had nine aces in this round and match against Alcaraz compared to Alcaraz's zero aces on the board. He also won a lot higher percentage of return of serve points compared to Alcaraz. So having that roof closed helped Medvedev out tremendously. The places you really have to watch out for Medvedev at are places where bounces are consistent, right? So at this US Open, in this semifinal with Alcaraz, we're taking away the wind by closing the roof off, right? We're taking away the sun, any possible nasty conditions that could happen and make ball bounces inconsistent were completely removed from play. Medvedev is more susceptible to losing on surfaces with inconsistent bounces. Surfaces like grass and clay in outdoor conditions give him much more fits. As soon as the roof closed in this match, it changed every dynamic that could possibly help out Alcaraz, and those things now were in Medvedev's favor. And we can see in this match, right, Daniil was the better return of server, right? 50 points won out of 133 return of serves compared to Alcaraz's 38 out of 100. Daniil was simply the better server in this match and also the better returner. So now that we know how both players got to this final, right, let's look at the head-to-head -head a little bit and talk about how the past can dictate the future. So we've got Medvedev winning five matches against Djokovic and Djokovic winning a career total of nine matches against Medvedev. So Djokovic holds the career head-to-head -head advantage. The last matchup that they played was in Dubai earlier this year, right? Medvedev actually took that match 6-4, 6-4, 
But if we just look at the head-to-head before Dubai, right, Djokovic had won four matches in a row against Daniil after that 2021 U.S. Open final. So I guess the question is now, is who's going to win this match? If the roof is closed, I think that helps Medvedev quite a bit on Sunday. Current forecast for the weather is 81 degrees with a chance of rain in the evening or early part of the late afternoon. So if they close it for weather purposes, if it's just even rain, I do think if they go indoors in this situation, it's going to favor Medvedev potentially with his big serve. If it's outdoor conditions, I do think it's probably going to favor Novak because the ball bounces that Medvedev likes to be very consistent will be less consistent in conditions that are outside with a little bit of wind and a little breeze and a little sun affecting different things. All right, so what are the keys for each player to win this match? Let's go Djokovic's keys first. One of the things that Djokovic needs to do is get a very high percentage of first serves in play in this match. If we go back to the 2021 final, Djokovic did not get enough first serves in play in that match, and it cost him against Medvedev in that situation. And we know that Djokovic only got 54% of his first serves in in that match. In this match to win, he needs to make at least 65% of his first serves in to really prevent Daniil from getting good deep returns in play. If he does that, he's got a great chance to win, but it all starts with a very high first serve percentage for Novak, 54% isn't going to get it done against Medvedev. The next big key for Novak to win this match, right, is the battle of the backhands and specifically backhand to backhand cross court. Novak's been able to break down Daniil's backhand before in these cross court to cross court rallies, get Daniil to either hit short balls or make errors. It's going to be key here for Djokovic to establish dominance on his backhand cross court to cross court with Medvedev and prove he can break that side down and get Medvedev discouraged. The next big key for Djokovic, right, he has to be good at the net. He doesn't need to come to the net all the time. If we look at the Ben Shelton match, right, in the semifinals, Djokovic won 88% of the points when he came to the net, right? I think he was 23 out of 26. He doesn't need to come in that often against Daniil, but he needs to come in at the right times, right? You can win 88% of your points, but if you're coming in at the wrong time, you're taking a lot of risk. He has to make sure when he comes in against Medvedev for the most part that he's just picking off easy volleys at the net that are sort of floaters or sitters, or that he's throwing in the occasional serve and volley to surprise Medvedev with Medvedev's really deep return to serve position. The next big key for Djokovic is he has to do significant damage and hurt Medvedev with that new and improved forehand, right? He really stepped it up against Tsitsipas in the 2023 Australian Open final and added a lot of miles per hour to his forehand side. He needs to do that against Medvedev here to really force Medvedev to hit short, to force Medvedev to make mistakes, and really put pressure on Daniil with his forehand side. We'll see if that new and improved forehand with all that extra MPH shows up in the final. The next thing Djokovic has to make sure he does, right? Not give up a ton of aces to Daniil so that Daniil's getting a lot of free points. We'll get the 2021 final in three sets. Daniil hits 16 aces to Novak six. Djokovic has to get those returns in play. He has to return very well and make Daniil play every single return of serve that he can No free points for Medvedev. Really limit those the best that he can. The last thing Djokovic needs to do in this match to prove he can beat Medvedev is go toe-to-toe with him in the cardio and fitness department. Now, Djokovic does have great fitness, but he struggled in the extreme heat in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, right? Had heat exhaustion, was having a really tough time in those conditions. The conditions on Sunday, again, will be considerably cooler, but Medvedev is going to make Djokovic play some insanely long rallies, and Djokovic has to prove 
he can hang toe-to-toe with Daniil. And those are really the biggest keys for Novak in this match. If he executes on those points, he has a great chance to win. All right, so now let's look at the keys for Medvedev to win this match against Djokovic. The first big key for Daniil is he has to hit at least double the number of aces that Djokovic hits in this match. 2021, Medvedev comes out and hits 16 aces compared to Djokovic's six. He works a lot of long points and a lot of long rallies, right, which really tests his conditioning. He needs a break from that on his own serve. He needs to hit aces to get a little break from those super long rallies. The next big key for Medvedev, right, he has to be lethal on his forehand side when Djokovic comes to the net. And he was against Alcaraz in the semifinals. Medvedev forced six errors out of Alcaraz when Alcaraz came to the net in that semifinal match with his forehand side and forced just one on his backhand side. His backhand's known to be the stronger side, so it's more likely that Djokovic is gonna come to the net against Medvedev's forehand than he will against his backhand. So it's very important that when Djokovic comes in, that Medvedev is lethal with the forehand, can do damage and pass Djokovic from that side. The next big key for Daniil is he needs to win at least 80% of his first serve points in this match. If we look at the 2021 US Open final, he was able to win 82%, right, through a lot of aces and unreturned serves. If he's winning 80 plus percent of his first serve points against Novak, that means Novak is not getting a lot of returns in play and Daniil's getting a lot of free points. Daniil wins this matchup if he's able to do that. The next key for Medvedev is he has to survive the new and improved bigger and better forehand from Novak, right? Novak's really bringing a lot of extra gas and MPH, a lot of smoke on the forehand. Medvedev needs to survive that new and improved forehand, not hit short balls, not make errors when Djokovic brings the heat on that side. If he's able to do that, that's gonna help his chances in this match. The next big key for Medvedev, right? He has to win at least 50% of the points when he comes to the net against Djokovic. He's at about 56% in his semifinal victory over Alcaraz, right? Which is pretty good for Daniil. Alcaraz in that match was actually at 77% of the points won. Daniil just needs to win at least 50% of the points in this match. Against Novak, he's not the most comfortable at the net, but if he gets some opportunities up there, he needs to be 50% or greater to give himself a chance to win here. And the last big key for Medvedev, he needs to drag Djokovic into long rallies and really test Djokovic's fitness in this match, right? Again, we know Novak struggled a few weeks ago in Cincinnati with the extreme heat. That was a three-set match that went almost four hours long. Medvedev has the chance here, right, to take this guy to five sets or a long four-setter and really test his lungs and his capacity to go toe-to-toe fitness-wise now at the age of 36 versus Daniil Wright being a little bit younger. So those are the big keys for Medvedev to try to win this match against Djokovic. Having said all that, I'm taking Novak in this final in four sets over Daniil. I think the match is gonna be pretty tight. The roof being closed or open is gonna be a significant factor in this match. If it's closed, I think it's gonna be really tight sets, possibly a couple tiebreakers for Novak to try to pull this out. If Daniil's able to execute on a lot of those talking points that we talked about, maybe he drags Djokovic into five sets or even has the chance to win. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this preview and prediction of the 2023 US Open between Novak Djokovic and Daniil Medvedev. I'm Jason Frosto for TennisUnleashed.net. If you want to see more episodes of The Breaking Point just like this, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave your comments and questions below. Enjoy the US Open final. I'll see you next time.